You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Um, before we start, we, um, I wanted to say, you know, rest in peace to Rich Jacovina, guitar player from Silent Majority, one of the more definitive bands of the 90s and of the New York Long Island scene. Um, he was a great dude, incredibly talented uh, musician, super fucking funny. Um, you know, and we'll really miss him a lot. And uh, I just want to send strength to his family and to all his friends and, um, to to our buddies in Silent Majority, um, you know, we saw they posted a bunch of photos of all of us from like tour. You know, we did two full summer like U.S. tours with Silent Majority. You know, mm-hmm. I probably spent I probably played a hundred shows with Silent Majority, all of them with Rich, and um, you know, it's just really sad that he's gone. You know, take care of your friends, look out for everybody, be nice to each other, um, and then you know. This you'll be hearing this probably Tuesday, uh, April eleventh. They're playing in Brooklyn on Saturday, April fourteenth um, or fifteenth, and they're playing. This is hardcore in August. Um, if you have a chance to go see them in either or both places, I highly recommended um, recommend it. It's going to be a celebration, and it'll be a rough one. But um, yeah, he was a great dude, and he'll be really, really missed. Rest in peace, Rich. podcast i'm patrick i'm bob i am tom and today we're going to talk about hardcore music i'm sorry if i'm distracted guys i'm currently fighting with uh mm-hmm. uh the people so everybody the way that uh, podcasts work is they get hosted somewhere and then that uh pushes out to an rss feed and it's all stupid uh, it's I all love tech- I love tech difficulties, Patrick. He uh, no, nobody loves like this person. I I become a different person. I become irate. I become sullen. I become. Uh, oh, are you familiar with this YouTube show, the uh, something tech hotline? Uh, it, the Geek Squad. Oh. I'm I'm headed no, over. No, it's it's. Oh, you got to find this. It's a uh, it's a couple fellas who do a YouTube show that does very well. Uh, Andrew and Hans are are huge proponents of it. I believe they prank call it constantly, but it's uh, two guys who do like almost dying format computer tech like like uh uh, what's it called um like uh troubleshooting live on the air on youtube so i think you need to get into it patrick you might actually use it the the right way i'm just mad i'm just Mm. i'm just i'm just mad fellas problem (laughs) in chair not in computer guys let's say thank you to our kind benefactors to live a lie oh yeah Convulse Records. They wouldn't do this to me. Closed casket activities. Uh, never ever 
would give me technical difficulties. I know it. And run for cover records. Would never even have to go to the settings bar on that particular. They wouldn't make you use a capital letter and an exclamation point and a number. Oh, closedcasketactivities.com. Let us visit the finest fellas in all of the 518. Closedcasketactivities.com. Tom takes on a little journey. Um, we talked about this once before, but it's it's coming out and it and it's 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 coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, our buddies, our pals, some of my favorite people in in music um, mm-hmm. and, and in New York, um, Incendiary, their LP "Change the Way You Think About Pain" is coming out on. Uh, it's shipping on May twenty third, so it's soon. Hell yeah! It is nigh, as they say. Um. Having heard the record, it's awesome. You, you'll you'll love it. If you like them, you'll love it. And if you know what, and if it'll change people's minds for people that maybe not didn't like that, you know, doesn't don't like certain things, you'll you, you, they'll be winning over new people with it too. And Hell yeah. it's super aggressive, super heavy. Um, I was super impressed by by hearing it. I'm very excited for everyone else to hear it. Um, they're running low on the closed casket site on vinyl because. Shocker, these dudes sell a lot of records. Mm. Um, so yeah. the last so they sold out of two colors, and the last color they have on the closed casket site is the uh clear with black and white smoke. Um, so if you want to get that, you probably should get that soon because I'm sure the second pressing will be coming very soon because they'll sell out before the record actually is uh on the street, as they say. And then um, I just wanted to remind everyone that June 17th. They are playing in Brooklyn, New York, my favorite place. Keep your mouth shut, Pat. Um, mm. Their record release show for the change of the way you think about paying at the Brooklyn Monarch, which is the spot in Brooklyn right now for bigger Hell shows yeah. of this 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 type. It's uh, our buddies Combust, Foreign Hands, and Fleshwater. Oh. And it's Hell yeah. So it's going to be a fun, great show. June 17th, 2023. Come to New York. Come see King Nine Indecision Biohazard. Come see Incendiary and that 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 the record release show. Maybe go see Suicide File after uh, after Biohazard. Time, huh? There's a lot of stuff going on in New York City that week. Mm. Closecastgetactivities.com. Do it. Uh, let us swing to our other buddies. Run for Cover Records. Runforcoverrecords.com. Patrick, we're going to click on the store, but you don't even really need to. We're going to click on the store. The first record that appears, a record that will start shipping around the scheduled release date of April 21st, 2023. So that's right around the corner. The Portrayal of Guilt Devil Music LP. Brand new record. This is their second full-length on-run for cover. Um, A band who has a very established track record. Not what I would consider the typical run for cover fair, uh, but certainly an interesting band. And to me, this is one of those like, Hey, maybe you like stuff that's on the heavier, dirtier side. Maybe you are more of a closed casket fan. Well, guess what? Portrayal of Guilt released their, some of their best material with closed casket. Um, this might be your crossover to check out some of the run for cover stuff. Very interesting band, interesting record for sure. Um, it's always fun to me, Pat. What do you what do you think when a label like Run for Cover, who's certainly known for some of their more indie type stuff? Uh, goes out on the branch and does something heavier. Uh, yeah, I always like that. I mean, life is short. 
Uh, we can't always be uh, delicate about our brands, quote unquote. Uh, some, you know, presumably, uh, I know the guys are run for cover. Uh, things have got to make some financial sense because they run a business. But for the most part, it's hey, we like this. <laughs> we like that. I was, you know, actually, I ran into Tom uh, from Run for Cover the other day, and we we're talking about some of the acts and what was doing well. And uh, you know, it's it's an art. It's not a science. It's some things are just take off in a way that you could only hope for, but not necessarily expect. And uh, you know, take chances. I, I, I'm talking like Derek Jeter now. I'm like, hey, you know, we're out there. We're you know uh, playing every day, uh, hoping for the best. I was catching a little. I was catching a little Bob Seger on it. You were going a little, you know, like uh, night moves kind of energy right there. Um, portrayal of guilt. What do you think? This portrayal music. of guilt. Uh, Fifteen minute short film is going to be. It's going to be like Bob Seger night moves. That's what okay. I think it's going to be. Okay. I'm psyched on it. Uh, Runforcoverrecords.com. Go check that out. Hundred percent worth your time, guys. A little heavy. We lost some people. How you doing? How you feeling? Um, how's, how's your weeks in general, Patrick, you're back in Australia, Tom, you've been busy in the city with shows galore. Uh, I want to hear about all that, but let's get Pat. How's your, how was your voyage home? Like the fucking hobbit with the way, how long it takes for you to get home. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest. I was crankier when I landed than I, uh, I try to be even keel. You know, I try not to uh, throw people off with moods and shit. I think it's kind of unfair. Uh, and I, so I try to be steady Eddie. Right, but uh, I think uh, by all accounts, I was uh, a touch moody after uh, 34 hours. Uh, mm. The the Doha airport uh, Wi-Fi's ass, and uh, that's really shocking because this is uh, you know this is a place that's doing everything in its power to show the world, hey, you know we're we're serious. This is a place and all that. Uh, Wi-Fi really bad. Um, which I think contributed to my anger. Uh, if you've ever tried having a uh, conversation with a loved one where you're cutting out every 10 seconds and, uh, mm. but they would still like it's to talk podcast. to you. It's this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, you know, that's frustrating shit. So, uh, uh, yeah, I came home a, a bit cranky, uh, and, uh, is it, but you know, you see your family and it all goes away. I am in a good mood now. I, uh, have, uh, you know, this place is very, Perth, everybody, if you get an opportunity, what's the line from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Uh, what, 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 no, when he says, uh, you know, if you have the means, I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's, it's a great place. Uh, so that's how I am. What about you, fellas? I'm good. Chilling. <laughs> <laughs> we had Easter. No. Yeah. Pat's not been in America for a long time, so Pat doesn't understand Easter. I mm, know mm. you know. You, uh, listen, I, this is this might be boring for our listeners, but I find this place fascinating because they don't. It's the least religious place I've ever been in my entire life. I I don't even I couldn't find a house of worship if I tried. I don't know where anybody's. I have, I don't see very many churches at all. Uh, see no synagogues. Seen uh, maybe uh, one mosque. Maybe uh, not a religious place. But yo, know, Australia, and they will tell you they love holidays. They love not going to work. So they take uh, Good Friday more seriously than anybody. I've, my father, who's a devout Catholic, takes it less seriously than Western Australia, who is like, yo, you're not, not only can you not work today, 
if you think about going someplace, we're going to have it locked and double locked. Don't even think about going to the mall. Don't, don't think about mm. going to the shopping center. Don't think about going to the grocery store. Uh, they take this shit seriously, but again, it's just in some bullshit, like, like, Hey, go barbecue sort of fashion, which I is probably my preferred religious experience. Yeah. Go barbecue <laughs> is my number one religious experience. Like go barbecue or lay down on the couch. That's, yep. that's the, the best version of religious experience. Um, Tom, how has your, I mean, look, spring has just sprung, but I feel like, I feel like you're Eddie Murphy over there with shows just falling out of your pocket. Like there's shows galore. Like, it's Don't know what to crazy. do with all the shows. What no. would you would you hit this weekend? This weekend there was only one that I hit. I didn't hit so Friday Flatspot had like a pre-show on Friday. Mm-hmm. I was unable to get to. So it was like Violent Way. Vogel's got a new band, Bed. Um oh man. Oh yeah. I had it in my fucking head. Bad blood, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Which is like dudes from Violent Way, other folks from Buffalo. Um, our buddies Karma from Chicago played. Mm-hmm. They came out and played. Outburst, I think that was everybody. Mm-hmm. They played Vitus, it was lit. Um, and then Saturday was the flat spot like uh showcase, which I oh. caught. I, I wasn't able to get there for the whole thing, yeah. Good grip, but the bands that I oh my god, the bands that I did see were like it was fucking crazy. Um, everyone got a big reaction. Um, there were a lot of people that it was definitely their first hardcore show, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, and I was saying quietly in the group chat, I think that might be the story of 2023. We're oh, absolutely. See a, lot of, a lot of first showers. Yeah, speed was like f- insane. Like insane. Mm-hmm. Like I can't like the energy and like the vibe and like it, it, it's, it was it was, inc- it was like jaw dropping, like just people like the crowd, the band were freaking out. They were like so like at like legitimately stoked to be playing like a hardcore show in New York. Mm. And yeah, like it was just so fucking cool. And like they had a lot of cool shit to say. People lost their goddamn minds um for them. Uh it was it was just awesome. And like it, it was this thing. I don't know if it's a thing. I don't remember because I had seen them once before at Sound and Fury. In between songs, like when there's like downtime or like they're tuning or whatever, everyone goes speed. <laughs> I like that. It was amazing. We were oh, like, we were cool. all standing there, like, are they? They were like cheering, like Daryl, but it was like speed in between songs. It was amazing. Um, That's good energy. Yeah, we talked about. Um, it was like the who's who. It was like there was. There should have been like a like a step and repeat, like one of those things you see outside, like. Like uh, um, like a like a movie premiere because like, mm. like everywhere you turn you're like, oh you don't live here but you're here for the show, yeah right? yeah like it, was, it was weird. And then um, there's this like New York influencer guy named New York Nico. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And he was at so the show. he just he was at well yeah he was at the show like and he's like you know he'll guy like here's you know me like there's like this guy like. There's one of these like YouTube uh, Instagram guys. It's like here's me eating a fucking like chicken palm with a diet coke, and he's like makes all these <laughs> weird comments, or whatever. But he does stuff with that dude all the time. But he was at the show, you know, and like sh- like posted videos to his 1.1 million followers of like King Nine Sheesh. and Speed. Sheesh. And like someone, um, oh, who the fuck was it? Uh, some comedian responded was like. That actually looks, uh, or maybe it was Jeff Garland or somebody was like, "Yeah, that's what my shows look like." <laughs> good, good take. I like that energy. 
Um, so suffice it to say, this is kind of a, a low key conversation earlier today in our group chat, and it stirred some emotions, guys. It stirred some feelings because we're talking about a band called Speed from Melbourne, correct, or Sydney? Uh, I think Sydney. Sydney. Yes, I think Sydney. That's correct. No offense, Melbourne, but Speed's got your number. Um, who is coming to the States? I think this is their second time over here officially. They came over last summer, too. Mm-hmm. And are dominating. And uh, and a, a side topic, I've been renovating a house and, and going through a, a podcast that uh, went is watching that went through and watched every single episode of Game of Thrones. So I'm like, well, this is like 85 hours. Why not just go through this while I'm doing this? Well, so, um, so, but they have themes for their episodes. I'm like, oh, and they'll be like, and the theme of what we're talking about is this. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. We're never going to do that, but we are going to do it right now because the theme is power. It's dragons. And I think it's fucking dragons. And yeah, no, it's power because. I've, you know, depending on your view on on and what your 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 type of hardcore, what you like and what you want from hardcore, uh, I think Speed will hit the button for a lot of people. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Like I was describing to a friend who's more on the punk side of things. I was like, look, you know, like they're they they remind me of Trapped Under Ice uh, a lot, they're, but. But they but they have the fast stuff and they have the heavier stuff that you might not be able to get down with. But they're fast enough that you're not gonna like if if I was playing them in the car, you're not gonna tell me, hey, can we listen to something else? He's like, oh, okay, it peaked. But but what I will say is live, they are so powerful, it's straight up undeniable. I think I think if you see them live, you understand it, and even if you aren't there for it, you will want to be there for it during their set because it's so fucking powerful. So yeah. uh, I was just thinking about that as we we're kind of talking about, and you were saying, yo, look, it's just <laughs> everybody had great sets. Regulate had a great set. King nine had a great set, you know, scowls, this interesting band who everybody's excited about and obviously puts on a cool live show. It's a different energy, but this was a speed show. Oh my God. Um, and that to me is so cool that it exists in 2023, that this band from, you know, Sydney comes to the States, comes to New York City and puts on. Um, so so shout out to them. And also the idea of, huh, I think speed is, I don't want to say five, I don't want to say 10, but I think they are one of the bands that would help define 2023. Like if you were, if we're doing a year in hardcore, like 10 years from now, we're talking about like speed's a band we should mention. Like this is a band that helps define it. You, you, I, right. I Our neural links will link up and say, you know, 2023 speed <laughs> ankle speed is all about it. Right. And so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit and hopefully talk a little bit about the bands that are really doing it right now. And like, there's a part of me that's like, that's, we talk about this stuff a lot, but, but we rarely put it and go, yo, hey, look, let's let's pause pause the game right now. What what actually what really like there's gonna be shit I love, there's gonna be shit we all love, but like what are the bands that are like, hey, capture this, this is time capsule. Yeah. These are the bands that matter. Ship this out. What are the ones that are matter? And if you haven't for some reason checked this out, here's a few reference points. Here's what you should check out. If you are feeling this, you are loving speed, but for some reason you haven't gone back 
and dug into the catalog of X that it reminds us of. Maybe you got to do that. So let's take a little time to unpack that. Um, Patrick, is this a fair, fun way to do this and talk about bands? I don't think anybody, I mean, someone's always mad, but I don't think, no, no. yeah, I think it's fair. Um, I, I don't think that there's anybody playing right now who doesn't acknowledge that uh, they're standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, I, I think that's anybody that's smart knows that, Hey, I have influences and I'm happy to share them with the world. In fact, that's, I mean, that's a big part of why I do anything is, Oh, Hey, like if we do a cover, I presume that you're going to go to the, you'll enjoy the cover and then go, Oh, what's the original? Oh, the original is far better. I'm going to like that more. And that's fine. That's part of the whole fucking thing. Like when we talked about it, Hatebreed doing a covers record, is that necessary? Not a fucking all, but it exposed a bunch of people to shit that, uh, they might not have been exposed to otherwise. And then they can choose. They're probably going to go to the original, but maybe, maybe they like the Hatebreed. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yep. And, and I'm sure, and I'm sure both of you guys know someone, whether they admit it or not, who got into misfits and punk because of a Metallica cover. You know what I mean? Sure. I would say most people, if we're being honest. There was a a kid uh, on tour uh, was telling me, "Hey, I love all the bands that you guys love." When I when when this is uh, talking about Drug Church, when when you know when I heard that you guys like this or like that, it was like everything clicked. And I I said, uh, "Oh, like you know," and he's naming stuff for me. And I said, "What about seaweed?" And he said, "Oh, I don't know seaweed." And I said, "Oh, oh, you might abandon Drug Church after you hear seaweed." And And then you put your hand on his shoulder and said, "What about?" And gave him the eyes. Gave him the Pat Kinlan eyes. Mm. Brow furrowed earth crisis no and so what about that huge influence on my work um so uh, is there anything more fun than huge giant no to me talking that's one of the biggest joys in life to be like oh yeah you don't know this thing i love yeah it's great Go, go, go check this out you're gonna enjoy the hell out of it and uh so yeah i don't think that there's anybody that we're going to be talking no, about. No, no, no. And nobody, no, nobody will take the wrong spirit of this. I, I, I think it's just, it's, it's one of these many ways that we try to take things and talk about it. If we exclude someone, it's not for personal thing. It's, this is a lot, a lot off the fly. So, <laughs> um, let's get into it. Let's talk about speed for a second. The Sydney boys, um, speed. So we, we mentioned one already trapped under ice. Sure. Uh, Tom, what else you, you mentioned another one, Tom, and I don't want to step on your coats. Oh wait, wait. So, oh, you mean like other bands that bands are? That, that you'd say if you defining. like speed, if you like speed, you should absolutely check out Trapped Under Ice. If you and if actually, you, hold if on. you like Trapped Under Ice, you should check out Speed. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say let's yes. go the other way because we exactly have listeners right. of of every generation. That's right, uh, both sp- and, sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So, uh, Tom, go in. I hear a lot of Trapped Under Ice. Uh, Very charismatic, just like Trapped Under Ice. Yeah, that's yeah. a big part of it. Is the swag for sure. Um, I hear a lot of bulldoze mm-hmm. mm. and I think bulldoze is like having a moment, the band itself, like playing shows and whatnot. And I think their like kind of influence on current day, like hardcore is pretty fucking, you know, pretty big. Mm. It, it's certainly not, it's not, uh, is it the biggest it's ever been? Not sure, but it's certainly bigger than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think so. So then if you're on that. So the funny thing is trapped under ice. I think you go like, well, you know, you should probably hear stuff like Marauder. Um, You hear like crown of thorns. Yep. You should 
certainly check out the where the wild things are side of new york hardcore you know if you really like that you dig down into the new breed comp but you know you also are going to lose some of the high level production and competency um just saying it i think fit of anger is as good as the next guy but trapped under ice is a little bit more uh competent a little bit more well constructed no offense fit of anger um I, mean, I, I know they understand songwriters, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they've done some other stuff after their bands, like after Trapped and Rice that show, like, oh, you have like pop sensibilities and you're writing these fucking songs that make people want to murder each other. And that is what I think that Speed has is that it's not pop sensibility, but there's so no, much personality and character, so much personality and character that it fills the room and the live show just explosive. So, yeah. Um, if you've been, if you rock with the heavier side of New York hardcore, if you can dive into the '90s with a little, you know, get some metallic tinges in there, um, you probably slept under a rock. If you haven't heard TUI, but if you really like that TUI stuff, check out Speed. Might scratch an itch for you for sure, and definitely a band who I think, when we talk about hardcore just in general in 2023, they they're one of the definers. I think they're one of the bands who like on, especially on the heavier side, but still firmly hardcore like uh, as good as it gets, especially in the live theater. Jesus. Um, throw out a name. Throw out a name, Tom. Um, uh, uh, you want to do another new band? Yeah, absolutely. Another new band that's kind of, you know, really let's, let's go gel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so oof, gel is uh, one we talk about kind of frequently. Um, Finally mm, listened to the new record. What'd you think? I really liked it. I, yeah. My only complaint is <clears throat> I understand uh, that the kind of reverb on vocals, uh, th- that, that, that type of thing is an aesthetic choice. But I think in almost every circumstance when I hear it, and even in my own music, and this has been a real battle uh, with Drug Church because they're yeah. fucking idiots that believe that we're a guitar band instead of uh, a Patrick Hinlan band – project but, yeah right 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 uh, a, vehicle, vocal, <laughs> a vocal fucking, vehicle right fucking wow. so stupid i mean tom this is the deal man that's not my choice if we were a guitar band from jump it would have been fine but like yeah. you can't change midstream to go hey we're gonna sound like an albini band now this uh, is what like, like the partridge family dis- documentary sounded like like note for note it's crazy nah, oh, i see what you mean like they were always a guitar band but now they're trying to be like too noodly and weird like just write me a fucking some power chords that i can sing it's not even that it's they every time we do a new record they bury my vocals beneath the guitars thinking that's what cool bands do and every time i go hey i i quit uh (laughs) acknowledge me (laughs) it's not even that it's i just go hey i thought you guys wanted people to like our music Bands that bury their vocals are trying to make a point, a- and it's it's not to be liked. Certainly, it's not to be liked. It's because it, here's what it is: it, it, everybody, this is just a, from uh, Uncle Patrick to you. Uh, you can go any which way you want with your music. You can make any statement you choose to make, but if hey, I'd like some people to like it is part of it, 
then guess what? People connect with vocals. They connect with vocals because it's the human element for people that don't play instruments. <laughs> you know I mean? So everybody talks. Nobody, not everybody plays instruments. If a, a guitarist can recognize a brilliant guitarist, they they can go, oh, that 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 speaks to me. That means something to me. But for the most part, you have to have some familiarity with the instrument, and everybody believes that they can sing to some degree or not. Not everybody believes that they can play a guitar. So the point is, if you want every, if you want everybody, if you want people to like you, which my band says they do, and I'm completely God. indifferent. Yeah. If they want people to like them, then I refuse to do things that run counter to the goal. And fucking burying vocals is counter to the goal. Now, so so here's here's what I'll say. And I so you're saying you don't you would like the vocals a little higher in the mix on the JLP. I I want uh, drop or whatever, less reverb maybe. Yeah, drop whatever that is if it's reverb or drop drop so, whatever that is. For the reason for that is because as a hardcore band, I need to sing along with what you're singing. That's well, I, I I I actually I like the effect here, but I think that Sammy is a strong enough vocalist that they. Um, could lighten it up and more of their personality will will pop out of it. But I think it's strong enough that it shines through as is. So I'm not I'm not mad at it. But uh, but I hear your I hear your plea. I, I actually think it's an so the same thing. So so the the compliment I'm levying on I levied on speed as far as powerful live act personality plus on the recordings is going to be a compliment you hear across a lot of the bands now because if i'm being honest i think that bands caught a cheat code over the last few years and realized wait a second if we lead with charisma and personality we don't have to be ashamed of that not to come in boisterous and blah 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 but let's be loud and proud here let's let's just be who we are unapologetically and that's up front in the music, and that's up front in our presence. Uh, people vibe off that, and that is cool. Um, I think that is a through line on a lot of the bands that we're seeing catch fire this year. Um, so, so I, I, when you put it in that framing, bearing vocals can be uh, a detriment, um, whether you're drug church or uh, crust band du jour. You know what I mean? I mean, um, I mean it's just it's now. Just now there is there's it's a tool. I like to sing along. It, correct. Well, it's a tool. You know, um, successful version of it is on the Chain of Strength records, where they have a cleaner vocal, um, especially on the original mixes on the seven inches. The vocals are are kind of leveled with the guitars, but it's a really clean vocal style. You know what I mean? So it enables you to still really make it on. Um, and really hear what he's saying, like you're saying, sing along, know the lyrics, hear the lyrics, put it out there. But you're not wrong. The The dirtier the vocal pattern, the dirtier the vocals, more gritty the vocals can be. Uh, it's probably better to have less of an effect or bring them up in the mix a little bit. Just want to sing along, man. Okay. Uh, but I thought, record, I thought the record. that mic, Mister Singalong. Jesus. I thought the record was great. Uh, I listened to that and the uh, Concealed Blade promo uh, mm. uh, yesterday, and both. Uh, if you just, if you just really like fucking what I guess the three of us would call fucking hardcore. If you just like fucking hardcore, the, the really stellar examples. However, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be really curious what you guys pull. Uh, as influences to the gel record. Uh, the, so the gel record is at surface fast hardcore um, with a certain 80s bend to it. However, uh, 
there's a lot of big guitar riffing that is pulling from the full range of hardcore um with capital H hardcore, you know what I mean? Um, so I think that vocally and overall you could make comparisons to SSD, but I don't think, I think it gets burlier than that and less Boston. Musically, man, there's kind of guitar riffing that makes me think of early aughts stuff, um, but sped up a touch. Um, man, I, I, uh, my comp, if you like eighties hardcore, but you're not looking for the cosplay version of it in 2023, uh, listen to gel. If you like some of the youth attack noisier stuff, but you also like a little more straightforward, listen to gel. If you like, the early, you know, the ceremony catalog up to a point and faster, abrasive hardcore, but also don't mind musicality shining through, listen to gel. And if you like gel and you aren't versed in any of the things I just mentioned, classic Boston hardcore, whether it's SSD, DYS, Jerry's Kids, um, early 2000s hardcore, whether it's American Nightmare, uh, Panic, let me think of some others. Uh, maybe even carry on. I'll, I'll throw that in there. Uh, if you're not familiar with Ceremony, uh, first two records and then even the th- next two, uh, listen to the musicality of the later ones. Yes, yes. Um, man, there's some. There's a couple other things that I would point at, but but I, I one of the things that I think is the a glowing accomplishment of Gel is that they've been able to pull in references to other versions of hardcore to a faster punk hardcore template and make it work. And that's like almost harder than it. Yeah. It it, it sounds fresh. It's harder. It's harder to do than it sounds like if I can say that. Yeah. What are you hearing, Pat? Do you got any references I didn't make? No, I mean, I would say, so I don't think it's, uh, when you say it's fast, hardcore, it's not it, that's it's not like it's not it's the not fastest fast hardcore. hardcore. No, yeah, no, it's there's bad. it's stomping. There's it's it's so, so here's here, you want to hear wild take. This nope. is now we're splitting hairs to like a ridiculous degree. Mm-hmm. This is mid tempo fast hardcore. That's correct. So this <laughs> that's why I use so that's why I use stuff like Boston hardcore or even like the Discord, you know, first four seven inches type stuff. That's all fast. But it's not power violence. It's not grind. It's not like like there's ten bands like uh, Dead Bodies probably faster. The average full of hell songs probably when they do punk songs is faster. You know what I mean? But this this has more stomping into it. It has more of that classic DNA. But you call it fast hardcore to denote that it's more along the lines of that, you know, mm-hmm. than it is. I don't know. You know, like it's not melodic hardcore. Um, I also don't, it's funny because it's not, it's almost postmodern hardcore, right? It's postmodern fast hardcore saying would, it's postmodern hardcore. I'd ride, ride with that. I'd ride with it. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's very interesting and the energy they capture again has its own feeling like 
as we noted a couple weeks ago, it's it's something that a lot of people are checking. I hope people give it time and attention. Uh, just uh, again, and this this just came up while we we're talking before, and we'll do a little sidebar. Um, live videos. A couple weeks back, we did a little thing about how live videos can be taken out of context and be a bummer. We didn't talk about the fact that live videos can make tours go wild and be led. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel in no small part. Uh, so uh, Dookie, who joined us on the last Drug Church tour, was working hard on that shit, constantly posting and making us look cooler than we are. And I can't prove it because obviously as you get closer to the date of a show, tickets tickets uh, move, tickets move early and tickets move late. And <clears throat> so there's no way to tell. But uh, I feel like every time we posted up something hot, bumping ticket sales, get us over the threat, get us over the finish line to sold out in a lot of spots. Uh, live shit just, just really, it's important. It's just no way around it. And like uh, Tom, you we talked about it. I have to assume the high vis show in Brooklyn. Uh, oh. convinced convinced a few people to get off their keisters and get out to the shows that they've been doing these past couple weeks. Right, that are like now selling out everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And yes. like moving to bigger rooms. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, good moment to talk about another band on the list. And, and Pat, I want you to nominate one after this. But uh, I think High Viz is one of the bands that's defining right now, right? 100%. I'm, I'm withholding. I don't, withhold, know I, I don't know yet. I, I don't know yet. Like, like I, I, let me put it like this. This is no disrespect to high vis. It, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so hard to tell when the chatter is, uh, it, uh, chatter peaks and it needs to be sustained. And, uh, sometimes when things peak really high, I I'm skeptical if they're, if they're going to, and again, this has nothing to do with their music or anything. No, I, 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 I'm largely with you. Oh, I mean, the chatter is. I mean, the chatter is incredible, but they're moving tickets pitch. to match the chatter. Yeah, I and mean, look, it, uh, you know, a lot it, of hype bands that don't sell tickets. I know, but any listen, this is tough because anything I say here is going to sound like I'm being Mister Negative Poo Poo. When I'm, I don't feel that way. I'm just, I, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like it's Mister Negative Poo Poo. It's just, it's just tough uh, when you are the hype band of the moment. Uh, it, it's tough. Like I like, like I I'm happy for them in some respects because that's a great ride. And, and if you can capitalize off of it, it, it's cool as hell, but it's also a lot of stress because uh, people are putting things on you. And when I say people, yeah, it's the chatter for sure, but the chatter leads to promoters. The chatter leads to, to uh, it, it just, it can take on a life of its own sometimes. And uh, you, there's got to be like a strong base of people. I'm basing this not at all on high vis, by the way, but bands like high vis, bands that I've seen get a bands lot of attention go through the same cycle. Sure. Yeah. Right. And some of them are really good bands and it's like, it's almost unfortunate to be, uh, so, uh, to be put on a pedestal early in your career. You, you know what I mean? Like it just, it sometimes it's a, it's, it's stressful. Uh, and Hey, I'm saying this as a guy who, uh, uh, again, I always point out nobody would want my career. So, so take it with a grain of salt, but it, it's just, uh, uh, 
I don't know. I, I remains to be seen. It, 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 I will. Uh, you know when they talk about uh, with with rap, they talk about the song of the summer, right? Tom was talking about this on a recent episode. Of if course, you it, yeah. if you hear it from Cars, and usually there's two fake, two false starts to the song of the summer. Uh, things that people want to make go, things that seem like they're going to go that don't go. And uh, I'm always the guy that's like, yeah, I'll wait until mid-August to call the song of the summer. <laughs> so so yeah, this is all to say. Uh, yeah, it's like betting like in the ninth inning when the, it is. Like, the, the team <laughs> that's what he's doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it here's my, my, my counter is that the high-vis record was, let me, Underline, capital, bold, italics, a lot of people's record of the year last year. I'll repeat. It was a lot of people's record of the year last year in so much as that being the live performances when they finally came over here. And, you know, we're states bias, ba, 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 um, them coming over here and doing so well in the live setting on their own uh, headlining not not a support thing film these rooms on the strength of their own shoulders and delivering on the live show is to me one of those ooh even if <clears throat> sports analogy coming for those non-sports fans even if this is flash in the pan even if this is Derek Rose MVP season you win the MVP that year, you're still the fucking MVP of that year, and people still remember that. You know what I mean? People yeah, still remember a sandwich in Chicago again. That's, sure, that's right. You know, like here, let's let's talk about a band who gets <clears throat> a lot of note. Uh, I think that No Justice is a band. If you're talking about the year 2000 and hardcore, you almost have to mention. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, that was based in kind of in the reverse just on the strength of their live shows being completely chaotic and crazy and them playing a ton of shows pushing hard don't have a record don't even have any songs get a song on a comp people know it kind of you go see him you're not even sure he's singing the lyrics that are on the record you're pretty sure he's not but it doesn't fucking matter they don't make it a year you know they made maybe they made a year and a half uh, but then they're broken up is it a footnote? Yeah, but if you talk about the year in Hardcore 2000, I think you have to talk about them. There's a bunch of those stories in Hardcore. And even if... I don't think that's Hive is a story. But if no, you're time-capsuling... If you're... It, well, they have songs, and, and the strength is flipped. No justice. People will talk... will enjoy the record, but like the live show was the carrier for the record. Hive is... Yo, the record's great, and the live show is delivering on the promise. So I think, uh, I think even if uh, you know they f- decided, hey, thank you, good night. Brooklyn's our last show in Brooklyn is our last show. People will still be like, yo, remember High Viz? Damn, that was that was something. So I, I don't even need to see. I don't need to reserve judgment. I think they're one of the defining bands for comps. 
do you have any comps that you feel fair making, Tom? Um, it was funny. We talked, um, I think when we talked about him last week. Yeah. Um, we talked about the second Blitz record. Yep. Which is probably foreign to a lot of people that like Kaivis. But uh, our buddy Rob from um, Rob Moran was like, totally on point. It totally sounds like the second Blitz record. I okay, think this, there's that band Homefront. Yep. Yep. A, a contemporary good comp. Same kind of vibe. Um, to me, it sounds like it, it doesn't sound like anything in particular, but it definitely sounds like someone described him as like it, it sounds almost like the like it, to me, it sounds like Mickey Fitz from the business singing for like the cure or like Joy Division. Oh, OK. And I'm with that. Um, I think to me, there's elements of punk aware. It's it's almost like punk post post punk punk music with uh 90s brit pop sprinkled into the the mixture um if you like some of the more rock sensibility elements and the more drifty elements of blending and for some reason you haven't heard the stone roses record go go listen to stone roses um uh if you are interested in the stuff, you know, like there's a ton of stuff to go into from high viz. If you're like, this is hard. This is like to me, to my ear. And I don't say this in a diss. High viz is a hardcore Jason act more than they are hardcore. Despite the fact you see the live show and it's got high energy, right? They are an incredible band because of the live energy. They're capturing playing the sound. They are. And I think if you haven't explored post-punk uh, and you like Hi-Viz, great opportunity to dive into that. Yeah. And some of the older stuff is definitely like more hardcore. Like, Oh, yeah. and, and, and like the, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, as I think you might have made this comparison to the Syndrome 81 record. Uh, I yes. think we yeah. talked about it a bit. That's There's some other stuff here. The um, post-punk, oi, street-punk cross-section uh, is is very interesting there. All right, Patrick. Yes. Give us a band who you think is one of the, you know, defining the, one of the bands of now in 2023. Okay, before I do that, let me just say that I just, uh, I'm not going to say what festival, et cetera, but uh, I'm going back through a festival's history at the moment, uh, mm-hmm. looking at the bands that might have been the, like really talked about at that moment, but we don't talk about now. And I wish that we could do that as a podcast, but obviously we'd hurt people's feelings, even though there's no reason to have your feelings hurt about this. <laughs> but, I think but, we might be able to pull that off on Patreon, patreon.com backslash axe to grind podcast. Go sign up and you'll hear us do it on an episode to come up soon. That's good promo. Right. That, <laughs> that's good promo. Uh, okay. Uh, what's going on right now? Okay. Um, so uh, I have not seen this band uh, play live outside of a festival. So you're going to have to tell me how this actually goes uh, show to show. Uh, I think uh, Zulu is an interesting uh, band of the moment uh, mm. because I don't know what – I know what the hype is, right? I can see that uh, yep. online. Uh, as I said, I've only seen them on festivals. Um. They, their new record, uh, was very deliberate, right? That's the way I would put it. Mm -hmm. So for people who don't get this, uh, it just as in all things in life, there's shit that you trip into and then there's shit that you strategize. 
some bands are very good at strategizing. Like they have a vision for what they're trying to do. And other bands just sort of fumble around in the dark. And both ba- both styles of bands are capable of making really great albums. Uh, it's just different types of personalities, different types of projects. But uh, I think that what they are attempting with this new record is going to be so resonant with music press uh, that their name is going to be truly unavoidable. Uh, so everybody, I hope you like Zulu, you know, because <laughs> if you don't, you're going to be hearing about it. And my question is, uh, does that carry over to the kids? And again, this is, this is zero reflection on Zulu because the fact of the matter is, is that what music press latches onto is often, uh, j- just circumstance and it's beyond a band's control in many respects anyway. And, and honestly, you should, in most ways want music press to to be interested in you it certainly helps it's just sometimes music press and this is what i was saying i think in a way with high viz sometimes Mm. it's possible sometimes that the people who are not the kids can ruin it for the kids by talking about it too much so so, i'm conscious of it with some of the bands we talk about so i don't think the kids uh, give a shit yeah, well, that might be the thing. So, so, so you know what I mean? Like Rolling Stone, that's like true. talking about Zulu again. Not some nineteen-year-old kid's gonna be like, "Oh, dude, enough." No, that's true. You're right. Uh, you know what? The I would forty-year-olds may. I'd agree with you, but I only started to see uh, Turnstile pushback when they were peak media darlings. Do you know what I mean? It's and yes, you're and right. How old Tom. Are people making fun of it. You're, well, you're also right in in the respect. What does it matter? Right. That's that's important. You're right about that. But but I just I'm always cognizant because as a kid, I was always the guy that that was thinking, yo, stop pushing this on me. You know, what I mean, stop. I don't need to hear this again because music press has always done this with with everything. So, uh, but the new Zulu record has uh, these. Uh, very deliberate elements to it, right? Like they, they use samples very extensively. And that's a thing that music press who find it really difficult to write about hardcore. And we've talked about this. This is no secret. Music press does not know how to write about hardcore. It either has to be, uh, you know, look at this wild raucous show. It's a gif. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, or um, you know, uh, the story around this band, but it's never, it's very difficult to write about hardcore music, right? It's like, a, it's a, a uh, somewhat constrained uh, uh, music genre where you either like it or you don't like it. <laughs> so, so the music press has to find angles and the Zulu record uh, it, it has an intent in its message, which music press is going to enjoy, but also it had such like a, uh, uh, it had a variety of influences that weren't just influences for anybody that hasn't heard it. You should go listen to it. It's interesting because uh, it's hardcore music and then it's uh, uh, butted on either end songs often with uh, samples. And the samples are uh, not necessarily built into the songs. They're more compliments or, or, or uh, uh, kind of references for the song. Yeah. Right. So, so it's an interesting thing to do, right? And whenever you have an interesting aspect like that, Music Press is going to run with it. So my qu- this all comes back to. I haven't seen him live. We're going back somewhere. Yeah, we, I haven't seen him live. Continue. Is, yeah, we're, we're listening. We're here. We're here. Is is it, it popping? Is my question. Are they one of the bands of yes. the moment? I guess. Yes. 
Okay. So here's my question for you, Patrick. What would you tell people who haven't heard them? What are the reference points? What What is the sound like? Because I don't know this record. I don't. I haven't heard the new record. I've heard their older stuff, and I would point at uh, fast, faster hardcore of the modern variety in the trash talk outbreak kind of realm with a lot of per- again leading with personality and a message um but well, okay, sonically so, i don't know if they're pulling any other any new threads so prior prior to this record uh so they they use uh black power violence as as the as kind of the their sound uh, tag right yeah yeah right and it's it and it that's obviously clever and it, but it hasn't really been power violence. This no. record, this record comes closer uh, in in places, uh, but it it does follow a uh, power violence template in a lot of ways. In that, uh, you have a burst of high energy hardcore music mm-hmm. followed by a very heavy mosh part, and that's all. Okay, really- you know what? Then I'm gonna say I'm gonna say for someone who's listening, would you consider uh, a regional justice center fan? Oh sure, someone who's yeah, yeah. Zulu. Sure. because uh, because you you know we've discussed Regional Justice Center being a band who straddles that line, power violence, something a little different. Uh, certainly, they dwell especially on that last record on Close Casket. If you haven't heard it, uh, play with some of the heavier elements. So I could see that, um, and I well, bet there's people who've heard RJC who've yet to check out Zulu, and I bet there's a lot of Zulu fans who maybe haven't heard that Regional Justice Center material. Uh, well, okay, but let me take it in a different direction. You're not wrong, but let me take it. Tom says he's hearing bulldoze. I hear bulldoze on this. It, it, it's mm. uh, the reason is because the heavy parts don't remind me as much of like uh, California power violence sort of stuff as they sure. do as they do almost like um, uh, VFW uh, like like heavy mosh. You, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like Boston area VFW heavy mosh, <laughs> like, and and uh, so so you have those fast parts followed by the the he- the heavy mosh parts, and everybody. If it sounds like I'm describing power violence, it's it's close. It really is, but <laughs> it's it's. I would say not exact, but at any rate, uh, yeah, I would say uh, I'm trying to think of what a comp to something because whenever you get into mosh bands people start getting weirdly offended which is not fair everybody there's Mm. plenty there's plenty of mosh bands who have like a real uh like their own flavor um but i'm trying to think of what would be in that realm but if uh if you like power violence but you in the yeah bob's not wrong if you're if you're looking for something that is trying to elevate it in some way and may as a result not be power violence this could be it True. Um, I think I think Zulu opens the conversation in this way too. So so uh, Scald deserves us to talk about them here. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And we should we'll put them off to the side. But uh, I think Scal Zulu were on tour with the band Show Me the Body, who, by my purview, has always been kind of like we talk about hardcore Jason, blah, blah, blah. They've been like one step in a different direction. Um, askew. But like always happy to be included in a part of hardcore. And so it's, it's kind of this interesting thing. I, I don't know that I would include them just because to be honest, musically it, it hasn't touched me, but I think it touches a lot of people. And in that there's a lot of new folks coming into the game I think Show Me the Body might be an attractive band to a lot of new listeners. Um, they're doing something different, 
and and it's similar kind of Zulu scowl that Jesus piece was on this tour too. Um, it's interesting to see how bands who are not, I don't think any of those four bands I just mentioned are fastball hardcore to, you know, my ear. But those no, I, are quite often the bands who are doing something kind of interesting and drawing in new ears. So Show Me the Body is a, a curious one because uh, the only reason that I wouldn't – I mean they, they're doing good numbers. They have their own fans. Uh, so I think that we could definitely say they're one of the bands of this moment. I just feel like maybe they've been around too long to to sort of say that in the way that we've been saying about these other bands. Does that – no, yeah, sure. No, and I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not including them in the time capsule per se, but I'm, I'm saying it in that Zulu maybe represents some of that energy. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I, I mean, that tour just filled rooms, and people were really excited about it. So I, that's, and honestly, this shows you how off base I am because I, that wasn't a mix that I was like, oh yeah, that'll definitely go, and then it definitely went. You know what I mean? So it shows you how fucking much I know. But well, uh, yeah, I, I think that Show Me the Body has done, you know, uh, uh, Ian from Regional Justice Center has been saying this forever, is that Show Me the he's been a Show Me the Body advocate for a long time say, but because he says that they, whenever they play a show, they're building their own scene. Like they've got their right. own thing going. Uh, hard, hard to criticize that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's pretty impressive. So, uh yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, that 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 whole if that becomes a sphere uh of hardcore or hardcore adjacent stuff or whatever, pretty interesting. Well, I, you know, and I I think it's I so every it, it's always new, right? It's always new, but it's it's not it's not saying it's not something we've seen before. For example, uh in the mid-aughts, the band Dangers were doing their thing sonically i wouldn't put a million miles away from a lot of bands <laughs> you know what i mean no uh pretty fast some emotional stuff like is dangers somewhere between ruiner and killing the dream sonically yeah uh, no i well to my ear it's uh to, to my ear it's it's much more basement than those bands uh, uh, like man. like you had a um those dudes didn't get the basement tag because they, they were like more clean cut kids. Uh, but they, it, it was kind of, and the, the guitar, bigger guitar sound. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, so, so that's, about, that's the big separate. I'm, I'm saying dangers was proto sort of some of the stuff that like touche was doing a little later. Oh and, yes, yes, yes. You know, yes, like, without so, question. so, you know, like, but they predated it. So could that, they have played with those bands? Yeah, undoubtedly. But what they were doing was kind of cultivating a scene that was just slightly askew, uh, whether it was just saying, hey, we're different just because we're different or, hey, we're pushing back against this element of hardcore, whatever that might be. Sure. I think that element's always existed, you know, in the same way as there's places like Boston where while there's a, <clears throat> a concurrent like, hey, here's the big room metallic hardcore show and here's the like basement crusty show it's also like hey here's the weird like basement sort of driving indie punk thing that doesn't play with either of those scenes but it's just doing their thing over here weird you know um those those worlds exist it's just that show me the body is carving a lane that's doing that in a bigger space you know 
So uh, it's interesting. And I mean, you know, as we continue to, to see things evolve and mutate, uh, that's that's why those those bands and these bands are kind of like creating a different outline of what the thing is right now. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I will see where it all ends up. And, you know, does it reshape <laughs> the shape of hardcore to come? Eh, I don't know. But it can it can for a minute, and it can certainly open the door to a lot of different influences. Um, bring us back to Square. Scowl, almost undoubtedly a band that really matters and is continuing to grow. Would you call Patrick, I'm going to put you on the spot, would you call their new EP hardcore? Yeah, it's got like two hardcore songs on it. Uh, so so uh, it's a mixed bag. I'm going to say this. There's two songs on it that are definably, uh, demonstrably not hardcore. Uh, but then there's yeah, two. And, and I think those songs are more interesting to my ear than the hardcore stuff. Not saying that in a dismissive way. I think the energy and tension between these things are all what makes them an interesting band right now. But um, listen, I, but, I, I know them enough now to say a thing out loud. <laughs> I don't know mm. if I've said this on a previous episode. They are a better hardcore adjacent band than they are a hardcore band period. Uh, right. I, I, I like so much more what they are doing. I thought they were an all right hardcore band and now they are a, uh, developing de- rapidly developing into good, uh, uh, adjacent band. If they put out a full record of the type of material on that second single, uh, pardon me, third single. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it's, Who's not going to like it? I mean, the answer is fucking Reddit haters, I guess. <laughs> but, sure. but but who's not going to realistically? Who's not going to like it? It's it's, it's going to be fun. Tom, when I'm hearing the more, I, I call it more alt sounding uh, yes. tracks on the new Scowl record. I hear Hole. I hear L Seven. And you mentioned the third band who I was exclaiming because I had also used it earlier. What's the other band? Verugasol. Yes. Um, I think so, it's cool. I, I do too. I, I actually uh, no diss to their older material. I think if you like the more hardcore scowl stuff, uh, firmly turn your ear to the early ceremony catalog, the trash talks earlier material. Actually, even mid era trash talk is is worth yeah. time and attention if you like that. And you know, um, I think they'd wear that on their sleeve for sure. So oh, yeah, for sure. And but the yeah, newer and I think they also are better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Even like without the alternative parts of it, like they they've matured as a band, so like even their hardcore stuff now is going to be better than they stop the stuff they wrote four years ago, three years ago, and even stuff that they wrote four years ago, they're going to play better now too. That's what I'm saying. Too. <laughs> That's like, right. Those songs come off differently live. Like I'd wonder what those songs would sound like written today, three and four years into you know your four years better guitar. You know you got better at guitar, you got better at bass, you got better at vocals, but better at drum, like. Yeah, actually, k- k- let me pop out with this. Yeah. Uh, Scowl was a band uh, that had hype around it that seized the moment and did something, uh, took a direction that uh, I think is going to work for them, that that people are going to really like. So that that's an interesting thing. Everybody, if I say that, hey, you had an opportunity and you didn't take it, I, I don't mean it as an insult. It means that like that's just the way it played out. It's fucking whatever. But but uh, right, you didn't want to do whatever. Yeah, was precisely. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do right. not want to do music. <laughs> they just want to play of in their fucking hardcore bands and with their friends and have a good time, and that's not a crime. So which rips. Uh, yeah, which does yeah. rip. <laughs> and I think with them, like they weren't firmly established enough 
that they had the flexibility to switch it up a little bit. Well, right. also, if this Tom, was LP three, and they were doing this. People would be like, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, that's true. But but I mean, listen, you know what I, I mean, like I, they weren't established enough that like an EP or two or whatever, like they were able to kind of allow their other kind of um, influences to shine without people feeling a certain way. Certain bands, like if an older band had kind of made this pivot, people would have been like, well, you had to because you had nothing left in the hardcore tank, whatever the fuck. Or you're trying for like, Oh no, but Scal could have sharpened the blade going into hardcore. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Because they, you know, but like they have the flexibility because they either, you know, they probably don't give a shit what people think about, Mm. you know, whatever changes. And I think people are there for the ride because it's all new. Yep. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Hey, it's, it's one of those things again, like, uh, if, if you haven't heard scowl yet, um, and you just heard the first LP, um, and it's not your cup of tea, certainly worth checking out their new material because I think the new material is what's catching a lot of attention. I, I really do. I think it's, it's unique and interesting. And to be honest, uh, it's decidedly less hardcore, but more interesting. And guess what? That's just fine too. That's cool. And and the energy and that tension in the live show, like being able to to move and kind of play with that. I've said it more than once now. That's part of what makes it a fun, interesting act is seeing them play with that and just be high level performers. That's awesome. I'm, so I'm so, I'm sorry to take this in so many different directions. Uh, could you guys think off the top of your head? Who are some uh, bands that are not hardcore bands that reliably took out hardcore bands in the past? Uh, I am, I'm struggling. Like outside of like not hardcore bands who took out hardcore bands. Yeah, who who took hardcore bands out on tour? Like famously, Corn, I believe, took out Sick of It All. Andrew WK. No, no, Sick of It All took out Corn. That's that was that. Um, Andrew WK took out hardcore bands. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, I'm thinking Uh, of they took out MPB. They took mm -hmm. out who else? few other argument like it's also metal bands that take thinking, out that's bands. what i was gonna say metal bands black guy um, murder uh, i'm trying to think of uh, i'm not i'm not putting hate breed in the metal band category per se no. No. um <laughs> that took out hardcore bands kill switch took out into another oh wow that's amazing not for long but it was like a week or something yeah was that was that on the reunion into another? I believe so. Probably in the last ten years or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Good luck because I I have a feeling Killswitch. There's at least one or two genuine fans. Like, oh, this is cool. Oh, dude, absolutely. You know They're what I mean? all hardcore hits that are in a big metal band. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yo, that's a great question, Pat. I, I I don't have a strong answer, and I wonder about it from an early time. You know what I mean? Like Beastie Boys. Right, they took out Murphy's Law. Right. Um, the the, re- the reason Batman. I ask is because yeah. let's say let's say that the adjacent bands uh, associated with hardcore, whatever they may be, show me the body, scowl, etc. Um, let's say that they take out You're very hardcore. Low. Uh, I'm, it's it's I'm his mic right control. Right. I don't know what happened, dude. You were on I'm tour for six it's, weeks. You sounded you not, sounded like a goddamn not, angel. I'm, I'm on one literally sucking on the microphone. It's on your end. Okay. So okay. so I. Uh, the the uh, the reason I ask is because is the adjacent boom that we're seeing right now is it going to be a rising tide for hardcore bands 
in any sort of lasting way? Or does everybody spin off and start doing their, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't, I listen, I am so without vision on this. Uh, I don't know what, I, I, I don't know where the well, next. No, I, the question you're know. asking is, is good. Is like, and here's, here's my simple, complicated answer is it's going to bring a lot of new influence into hardcore because clearly like, who do I think is the average listener to Fiddlehead? It's a kid who a kid, a, a human who identifies as a hardcore fan. Mm. Do I think Fiddlehead is strictly a hardcore fan? No, I do not. Drug Church. Do I think that more than seventy percent of your fans would identify as like, yeah, I, I, I like hardcore a lot? Yeah, probably. Not a hundred percent. You have a different audience, you know. Um, and I think you could play that number game with most bands who we would throw in this adjacent book. The long tail of this is, will history, will we look back at in 10 years and go, drug church, hardcore band, or say, something else? Title fight right now. Hardcore band? I don't kinda, think, that, I don't not, think, really, I don't you know? think the average title fight I don't think, fan sees it that way i don't think so either i don't as as we've discussed the band themselves would self-identify certainly in some aspects as that but i think also no they don't so the question is is that will the adjacent thing be its own world like a lot like there's examples of this right like like in the 90s a lot of the jade tree stuff i wouldn't call it indie I guess you could call it emo. You could say Midwest emo. You could do all this stuff. Uh, Post-hardcore, sure. But like to me, Texas The Reason is post-hardcore, but kind of like more in the indie spectrum than the quicksand spectrum. But, you know, but they're all post-hardcore guys. And that's um, how many people like Texas The Reason who don't know what hardcore is. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like this stuff that exists and it just ends up being its own little pocket bubble niche thing that exists or stops existing or continues for a long time that's what's going to be interesting is does 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 the adjacent world of things continue to exist and flourish and do its thing and be this weird space that exists between big mainstream shit and hardcore or does it become absorbed by hardcore or does it disappear you know I don't know. Like, is Law Dispute Roots fucking adjacent? It's not, but it exists in that space between hardcore and a thing that is not hardcore, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen. What I'm saying is Drug Church is covering little hands on the next record, right? Whatever that small hands. Were that <laughs> I, I, would, I, it would be, I would struggle with the reference either way, but little hands. I know. Were, I'm were, trying to figure it out. I'm going to look it up now. I think it's definitely small hands. Um, yeah, such small hands. Thirty million streams. Not bad. Jesus Christ. Um, but do you know, you you get what I say with that. Like, like, is it? Does it become Tom? Do you do you understand what that gobbledygook I just said means? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't, but I don't know. Like, we're talking about like a Jace. Like, I don't know how many of these bands that we're talking about are actually adjacent. Uh, I mean, Scowl is going to be definably adjacent. It, it, yeah. it, on the uh, after the like speeds, not no speeds. Speed high, high vis might be. High vis is yeah. 
but well, I mean, High Viz also played with hardcore bands literally at every show. Sure, 100%. and, and 100%. listen, and, and I play with hardcore. And you don't band. think they'll do the same the next time through? I think they will. Well, I think uh, they will too the next time. I, listen. I also think that they could have some crazy opportunities based on how well they're doing. That's what I'm doing. saying. I I just think Wild. that. And I, I don't know if they have, you know what I mean? It's like that weird thing. Like, yo, Pat, if, uh, fuck, you're, you're crossed. What is it? War Profiteer. Mm-hmm. If War Profiteer gets offered to do a tour with the Boss Tones, you're saying no, right? Uh, no, I'll say yes to most things. Uh, <laughs> shut, that's oh my god! Self defense family uh, investors across the world just said "fuck you" so loud, <laughs> so loudly, <laughs> so loudly. Um, uh, listen, self defense. Trey, Trey self-defense, I hear you. I hear you. Like a fr- is a not intentional, Hard but project. is a frustrating thing for everyone except for me. <laughs> so it is what it is. So anyways, but, the point being there are opportunities presented to an adjacent band that it would not feel unnatural to say yes to, that it might feel unnatural for a capital H hardcore band to say yes to. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You two, if you two, if you two said hi, Viz come tour with us one, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Hi, Viz. And two, I don't think they'd say no. I heard they said no, something pretty big, but true. Um, good for them. Fucking good for them. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think, but that doesn't, that energy is old man energy to be quite honest with you. Like that we feel. Oh, the, the, like no the same shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That are like, you know, yo, if Limp Bizkit asks you to go out and you go out with them, there's nothing, you know, short of bands that are either really fucking have, you know, terrible reputations for being racist sexist trans like no you're totally right on that it's all fair fucking play we're the old you know and people of our you know like you know fucking planet on a chain gets an offer from fucking you know paramore they're probably turning it down but every you know current hardcore band that's under fucking whether it be pain of truth whether it be anybody they're gonna take what's put before them if it's if it's big and it's a good look, sure. Huh. I just think we're we we have this weird like hardcore bands don't accept, which is well, I mean, no, which I was mean, true. I, I don't know, and it's it's it is and it isn't true. You know what I mean? And like we shouldn't pretend like it's new now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and I don't. I no, also because there's some secular na- secular nature to it. You know, like do I think? Every kid who listens to hardcore is like, yeah, man, it's sick. Get the bag. I don't. Do I think it's more accepting of that now? I do. I'm, I like that because I also like the idea of bands. I like the idea of just pulling back as a human of people doing creative shit and succeeding with it, whatever that happens to be. You know what I mean? And right. I think that speaks for all three of us, right? Um, yeah. But but there's the 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 question being is there anything lost in the sauce of of bands going out with bigger bands and losing opportunity like you know like when sick of it all started touring with metal bands yeah like there were some sour pusses out there a lot right like people starting scenes do we think it was everyone i don't think so i don't think everyone threw their sick of it all shirts in the trash when they started doing bigger shit you know what i mean um, but there were some vocal people who didn't like it that might not that energy might just not even exist now i don't think well, i'd argue I mean. that yeah i don't know but that i'd I argue like, that 
think of the bands like from the early aughts that were like, we're going to go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, there was no coming back. No. You guys might have. Like, yeah. You know what? We're going to be like, you know, we're going to do fucking Papa Roach tour. We're going to do a Deftones tour. And when that didn't really pay any real dividends, Hardcore was like, cool, fellas. Yeah. Best of luck. Like, if someone went for that now, if fucking, you know, whoever, whoever the fuck, name anybody that gets this like big opportunity and it doesn't work out to make them a bigger band, you know, like, you know, fucking turns out going out with fucking Blink 22. Let me finish. Yeah. And like going out with Blink 22 and say it fucking failed and it makes them no bigger. And right. two years from now, they're playing half the you know half the mm-hmm. size rooms that they used to yeah no one in hardcore is going to be mad no no i, no. I think i have no, an answer why will welcome them back i think i have an answer why i don't think that there was i don't think and you guys can say if you agree you don't have to name names i don't think there would be a conceit that there was any sort of creative compromise in doing so in in turnstile taking a Blink One Eight Two tour and accepting it yeah. and doing well or not. Sure. Same thing with bands who did the Limp Bizkit tour. You know, I'll use the example of Shelter doing the Big No yeah. Doubt tour and putting out Beyond Planet Earth, which <laughs> as as three of three all Shelter fans on this podcast, Beyond Planet Earth is essentially a like sampler plate of maybe this will catch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't uh, like that one? Try tack track two. It's oh, a harder song. Oh, this is our this is our pop punk jam. Oh, this one's got a uh, uh, rappy vocal cadence. Oh, this is you know we got some electronic music. We got some ska. It's yes. like what do you got? A poo poo platter, and it was all poo poo. Poo poo platter of creative compromise is what Beyond Planet Earth felt like. Yo, uh, rare poor soul want to come? Never the same. And and it, that is where the oof shelter moment came from right and and i think you're not wrong i i i won't you guys might be able to speak to it more because i know early aughts there were a lot of examples in the in the more metallic metalcore world of bands who were like fuck it let's go for it because they saw stuff like sevenfold who were like not quite on the radio but almost on the radio and almost being like a really successful band like a mega rock star level almost. And they were saying, fuck, we're like, we're like a, a ass hair away from that. Let's, let's push. Were there, were there without naming names, do you think there were creative conceits in that uh, era yeah. that led to people being like, yeah, fuck that. Okay. So here's a controversial oh, sure. opinion, controversial opinion. Uh, a lot of the metalcore bands that incorporated the same type of tacky, clean vocals, that listen, it's controversial. It's controversial now because that music is having a moment again where people have good memories of it. Don't ask me fucking why, but whatever. This is the way things go. And to me, it was so, it became so, for lack of a better term, cookie cutter. Everybody's everybody was trying clean vocals, but all clean vocals were of the same type, which is so, so fucking weird. So double pilots. I I. <laughs> was quick to dismiss all that shit. But in retrospect, I'm starting to feel like, Hey, maybe all these dudes were just kind of tasteless dudes. You know, <laughs> like maybe it wasn't a huge compromise on their part. Maybe it was maybe they, just, artistically. They're like, I really want to do this thing. A hundred percent. Yes. That's what I think. But I mean, I can speak from our own, like 
MPB after like MPB with me did like a tour with Andrew WK at his like height. Mm-hmm. No one got mad. People were stoked that we were out with Andrew WK. MPB after me did like tours with AFI. Right? Yep. And like other bands like that. But then they also did like a tour with Modern Life is War. Right. 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 No one got mad because, the, the, like you said, like the underlying, like the, the stuff was exactly the same. They just, they were a band that like were, were able to kind of break through that like glass ceiling without changing anything. And then, mm-hmm. so that's where I think Which it happened. Rare. And maybe that's yeah. like a, uh, a cheat code to this generation who, for the most part, aren't being held down by any is the selling out bondage that many either felt or subconsciously thought they might feel. Um, is the yo just do what you want to do creatively and as i mean look a band like fucked up is a good example because i don't think that there's an ounce of creative conceit in a band with the name fucked up who's putting out these (laughs) really long (laughs) records yeah and like like they never pivoted and were like oh let's maybe we're about to do this foo fighters tour maybe we should write a few like three minute 20 second burners with standard song structures and timing let's let's try that you know maybe not have the guy scream the whole time Mm. right but what happened like if they really wanted to go for it oh yeah yeah, let's get the dudes with cleaner vocals in the band you know the dudes right um and it was but but i know firsthand that there was a collective like why wouldn't we say yes to this this seems fun uh, does this go against any of our morals or ethics with our yeah. band name fucked up? No. All right. Fuck it. Let's do it. You know? And um, if anybody wants to do some true internet archiving, uh, lookingforgold.blogspot.com, which is their blog that they started very early in the band's lifespan and chronicles their entire thing, uh, dig around in there and watch the funny twists and turns as they go from like, a band who literally toured with 14 or fight and played VFW halls to a band who was touring with the fucking Foo Fighters. It's wild. Um, wow. So no, I, I, I don't disagree. I, I think when we talk about adjacent, I think more sound, but that's, that's the idea. Like also hardcore as a sound grows, like sonically, I won't deny like code orange. Um, What's the I'm I'm God, I'm I'm King, right? I'm King. Yeah. Not a record that that does shit for me. It's been discussed a million times. Sonically, way way far afield from my definitions of quote unquote hardcore. But I'm also not going to deny that it's a hardcore record, right? I think a couple records later, there might be discussions, but like, I don't know. In in ten years, maybe it's seen more like a lot of this stuff is, and it's like, well, it's not not. You know, it's not as close to hardcore as it was, but we're further away from what an '80s definition of hardcore is. This and, is a new mutation, right? And and to be really honest, there's more people familiar with the newer mutations of hardcore, the the version of hardcore that's tangible and within the last ten years, than the version that was thirty years old. That you know, like sure, definitely. truth be told, all three of us got into hardcore a lot closer to the that stuff than the point in time we're at now. (laughs) That's an interesting observation. Yes. You know, and it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm never mad when I talk to a younger fella who, or a younger person in general, who's just like, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of eighties hardcore. I might 
encourage them to check a thing out based on what they listen to, but not, it's not, though, it's, it's not necessitated, you know, it's just, it's really interesting. And there might be someone who's going, no, you have to know those things. And I, that's just not where I'm at. I just don't, I don't know that that's it. And it's a crazy thing to think that there's probably someone listening to Axe Grind right now who has heard of Minor Threat and maybe heard a song or two. But it's like, yeah, man, that's just not part of my definition of hardcore. Just the way is my definition and version of punk never included the fucking cramps. Like, yeah. it just never was relevant to me. Um, and it's crazy to think that, but that's kind of where it is. Yeah. Yo, I like this. I like this conceptually. Uh, we should talk some more bands that matter and count, but we're running long today. Um, hit us with emails. Tell us what you guys think is the defining the time capsules of 2023 so far. Uh, and we'll talk to you later. Mm. Peace.